Here's Paul. Dallas has fouled the kid. Booker on a three. He got it. Devin Booker gives Phoenix a one-point lead with five from long range. Durant's got 11. Crank goes down. Durant has got a highlight. Tatum drives down and throws it down. Wow. Welcome back to the Sports Bits podcast, everybody. This week, we got a very interesting episode for you. As most of you know, trade deadline coming on Thursday, came on Thursday. So uh, we're going to nope. talk about that. But first, briefly, we're going to mention All-Star Weekend, talk about some of that stuff here. So just to jump right into it, uh, three-point contest right now, which I think is one of the more exciting events. Um, Fred Van Vliet, Desmond Bain, Luke Kennard, Zach Levine, CJ McCollum, Patty Mills, Carl Anthony Towns, and Trey Young. So who you got? Uh, first of all, Cat in the three-point contest is goofy. Um, I thought that was a and there's, thing as well. And there's so many contenders, I mean co- uh, competitors, because usually I think it's usually five, and this is like seven players. So honestly, mm-hmm. I got my underrated pick right now is uh, uh, Fred Van Fleet um, mm-hmm. because he's not the known for the best shooter, but I think like with no co- like contest like no defense on him, he's gonna like, knock down all his shots. No, he's a knockdown shooter for sure. Um, honestly, with that, I'm trying not to put my bias in here, but I think I got Patty Mills. Patty Mills oh, is also a knockdown shooter, but I mean, this man's crazy. So we'll see what happens <laughs> with that. But uh, something else that's interesting, they're doing a new format for the skills challenge. They're doing a team-based format. So we have Team Atatakumpo, where we got the, the uh, Atatakumpo brothers all playing. Uh, Alex Atatakumpo, actually, funny enough, plays in the G League. He's not even in the NBA, but he's still participating, so good for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, team Cavs, Jared Allen, Darius Garland, Evan Mobley, and then the rookies, Scotty Barnes, Cade Cuttingham, Josh Giddy. Honestly, I see Team Rook taking this. I'm not going to yeah. lie. Um, team they, Rook. I'm biased with Scotty Barnes. I'm a Scotty Barnes fan. So. Yeah, Scotty Barnes is good, but I don't know. I feel like they got the speed. They got the handles. I feel like they just got it all. I think they're going to take this one. Yes, sir. Um, but the hands down the most interesting in my opinion for the all-star weekend is the dunk contest usually except this one i'm a little bit confused about so we got obi toppin which great pick i think uh jalen green fantastic he's awesome great explosive athlete uh cole anthony which i haven't really seen him dunk too much to be honest with you so i'm excited to see what he's gonna do and then we it's got juan toscano anderson i was um, a little confused about that one I, I would have switched out Cole Anthony for my pick for the for the dunk contest is John ja Morant. That yeah, man's yes, vertical. Absolutely. That man's vertical absolutely. is crazy. I don't know why. I don't know if he decided not to participate or if they even asked him. But I mean, I it's mean, probably because he's he's playing in the in the All Star game. But I wish I, I wish the All Star people in the All Star game could play in the, in the in the skills challenges, mm-hmm. just because like some of these players could be amazing. Like imagine Giannis and J and uh, not JT but uh, Ja going at it in the dunk contest. Yeah, like that, or like even Donovan Mitchell dunk contest. You yes, know. sir. Well, actually, no, I think they can because Fred Van Vliet's in the three-point contest, and he's also in the All-Star game. Well, I think it's because he's a sub-in for, for the injured players. Like, if you're if you're a starter, oh, you can't. Oh, yeah, you're probably My right. knowledge, starters can't be in the like dunk contest, for example. Well, that's weird, and that's dumb. NBA yep. fix, fix that. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so just for the sake of time, we're going to throw up the roster for the All-Star. Whoever. I don't know where it's going to be with the two two person zoom. I haven't done this in a while, so I will figure that out in editing. For that, but um, <laughs> so it's interesting. Um, I know you had a comment. Oh, my it. comment is that Team LeBron should have been Team Curry because this man's has been playing so much better than LeBron. And second of all, this te- team, quote unquote Curry, as I'm calling it, is stacked. 
And then mm-hmm. my support that LeBron should have drafted J- JT on, on, on Team Curry, but that's my only thing, because I think JT should have been on Team Curry, and they would have smoked everybody on Team KD. So. Yeah, I think this JT is going to be represent. an interesting one. <laughs> we got uh, KD's team is looking looking a little young, but um, my main comment that I wanted to talk about this was if anybody watched the All-Star draft, you will see that Kevin Durant specifically passed with his last pick. He picked yeah. Rudy Gobert over James Harden, and everybody, including LeBron, thought that was hilarious. He had to hide his face during it, but oh, that God. is the perfect segue into trade deadline talk. So this trade deadline, um, for the first couple hours, didn't seem like a whole lot was going on. And then we hit a classic one o'clock scramble where teams just started throwing out whatever they possibly mm-hmm. could for this deadline. Um, really interesting stuff here. We're gonna talk and, about. and of course, we're not going to talk about all of them because I would love to talk about the Celtics pick uh, trades. But um, there's a lot more bigger trades that we need to talk about that happened yeah, earlier in the week that need to take so priority. Much. So much going on. So uh, just to jump right into it, we got Nets and 76ers blockbuster trade, easily the biggest trade of this deadline, probably one of the biggest trades in the past decade, I would say. This is absolutely massive, um, other than the James Harden trade to Brooklyn originally, and now him getting shipped out of here. So we got Harden to Philly, which is pretty obvious, and then Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond coming into Brooklyn as well. Two first-round picks for Brooklyn. Uh, a 2022 unprotected pick. Uh, I can these, I can explain this if you want. Yeah. So you obviously wrote this the way I, that I, the I wrote it because NBA it was the pick trading is insanely confusing. Yeah, because I don't know why they did this because they of course they have two they guarantee first two uh, two first uh, round picks. So the, either their options are to do 2022 unprotected or they defer to 2023 unprotected and they keep their 2022. And then the 2027 pick is top eight protected, but it'll roll over to 2028 if they choose to defer both picks. So it'd be either a 2022 or 2027, or a max match of like 2023, 2027, or 2023, 2028. And then obviously uh, the two picks uh, turn into two seconds and two uh, 22 mil- uh, was it two million dollars in 2029 if they choose to defer. I think that's what that last part was about. I'm not 100 percent sure, but that whole thing, yeah. I don't know why so they... So much, so much stuff going on. I assume they did that. Oh, they also... Th- uh, Harden, they threw in uh, Paul Millsap. Wait, oh, was that... Oh, yeah, that's right. They threw yeah, in I Paul think, Millsap. I think they did. Uh, okay, but, so um, basically... My thing... Minus the whole pick stuff, which is yeah. insanely confusing and obviously not the biggest part of this, um, is the fact that right now, I think... You know, actually, I want to hear what you think first. Who do you think won this trade, if anybody? Um, to be honest... Um, I think Philly won just because they kept really? Ty- they kept Tyrese Maxey and 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 Matisse Thybulle. They kept both of those young players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is what they wanted to do. Which they wanted to do. The only really real loss they got was Seth Curry, which I think is obviously replaced by James Harden in terms of uh, production wise. Mm-hmm. And then obviously okay. they got rid of Ben Simmons. So they got rid of the the locker room nightmare, off court off uh, off court nightmare, and Andre Drummond, who's an oaf essentially on the court. So and they got Paul Millsap, who can fill yeah. in. 10 minutes a night to be a backup center because yo i mean mb's taking most of the minutes anyway so i think philly won this plus um wait who got rid okay so the the brooklyn got all the picks i don't think philly needs to pick too many i mean they lost two first round picks and that's not that much relative Mm. to what they could have lost they could have lost more if harden's value was higher but so what i was kind of upset about this as a nets fan a little bit um in terms of the picks so i really liked Simmons, Seth Curry, you know, I know we crap on Simmons all mm-hmm. season. 
Um, but he's excited to come play in Brooklyn. Um, he's a great defender, and no matter what anybody says, you know, he still has that athleticism. So I think in the right mindset, he's going to come in. He's going to do really good things. So I'm excited for that. Um, Seth Curry, you know, great shooter, good point guard. Andre Drummond, he's going to fill in probably some center minutes or whatever. He's still a good rebounder, but he can't really do much else. Um, what I didn't like is the fact that, so yeah, we got two first-round picks and this whole slew of confusing garbage about it but i feel like brooklyn right now we don't need picks because we're not in any sort of build mode right now we're not trying to get like these first round picks that we're getting obviously it's nice to have them and i guess the only thing you can really say about them is their trade assets right now because we have kevin durant kyrie irving ben simmons seth curry now you know um but marcus aldridge that's pretty much the starting lineup right there Mm -hmm. um there's no need to you know have these first round picks in my opinion just because we already are in the win now mentality and we're going to be in that mentality until kd's contract expires pretty much which is going to be in the next three four years i think Um, so i don't i'm i'm assuming that brooklyn's going to defer these picks which is probably why they have these stipulations but if not then i didn't like the whole two first round picks thing i would have liked to get matisse theibel or tyrese maxi yeah i think in in my like to my understanding of how like phases of like teams go, it's usually like when they build up, like they're like the Nets were doing like building draft capital, trading away uh, D low and everybody, and now they're at the phase two point, which is they need to win now with the players they got. So essentially, mm-hmm. they need to win now with they were supposed to win now with Harden, Kyrie, and KD, but now since they kind of, they were kind of starting the downslope of like we're just gonna get whatever veterans we need to like try to win another chip before we need to start rebuilding. So once because basically they their rebuild starts when KD is done. Katie and Kyrie are done. Yeah. So they need to have picks ready for that. They need to have young players ready to trade. Um, so right now I think the picks are a good idea. I think the, uh, the best option is to defer those picks and save it for that rebuild mode. and let, they, ha- they have to defer these picks for yes. sure. Otherwise they're useless. Yeah, mind. and let Kyrie and KD win you a, want a chip or two in the next three four years before they leave. I think that's the best option for the Nets right now. Philly's going to win a chip guaranteed in the next three, four years with Harden See, and Embiid. I don't know about that. Now, if we get the annual Embiid injury... Oh, that will kill it. But I'm just saying, like, if that's it That's totally done, because James Harden right now... Um, not, I'm not his biggest fan right now, and for pretty obvious reasons. You were a big um, fan before the trade. That's all I'll say. I was, but now, now I don't like him. And I don't <laughs> like him because... Your fandom's like, coming in. I don't like the way that he... Um, you know, I love this way out of here. I love yeah. this light. I don't know if you saw it. <laughs> I don't like how he forced his way out of Brooklyn. And also, to me at least, it seemed like it came out of nowhere. In mm. the past like week, it was like, okay, Harden might be upset. And then it's like, okay, well, maybe we'll keep him and just kind of see what happens. You know, wait for KD to get back. And then three days pass, and it's like Steve Nash is like, we're not trading Harden. And then the trade deadline comes up, and then we trade him. And it's like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. You know? So I don't like how Harden kind of forced his way out of here. Uh, personally, I think he could have done it in a much better way. Um, he didn't formally request a trade because he didn't want the public backlash, even though Adrian Wojnarowski tweeted out, Harden wants a trade out of Philly but hasn't publicly said it, which, in my opinion, is publicly saying that you want a trade. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in my opinion, I got Brooklyn winning this. Not just because I'm a Brooklyn fan, but I'm 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 really pulling for Ben Simmons to come in with the right attitude um, and yeah. kind of play the role that we need him to play. You know. No, but, I agree. Uh, so enough about enough about the Nets and Sixers. 
I think that's um, we said everything we needed to say. Essentially, pretty much what everybody has already said about it. Um, I think another dumb trade that well, not dumb, another blockbuster trade. I think we should which talk didn't, about. Which didn't like I okay. I think I know which one you're about to go into. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Um, so. My personally, my next biggest trade that happened this de- trade deadline was the Pacers one when it came to okay. Sabonis, J- uh, Jeremy Lamb, and Justin Holiday to Sacktown for Halliburton, Buddy Heald, and T- Tristan Thompson. And um, Kings, what are you doing? Um, I, I, mm-hmm. I, I mm, you lost your best young asset for the future when you could have. And I think a lot of NBA circles and Twitter were talking about. Halliburton could have easily been switched out for Darren Fox in this trade. It could have been Fox, Heald, and Tristan Thompson for And Sabonis. it should have been Fox because now you have Sabonis and Fox crowding the paint. Yeah, and that's, that's the I thing. Like, I don't see it working. Imagine if Halliburton was their guard and the perimeter and Sabonis dominating in the paint with like some stretchability mm-hmm. for both of, with both of them. They could stretch the floor both of them. They could, this is going to be an amazing lineup if they had Halliburton and Sabonis. This is why I'm so like flabbergasted that this is like... This happened. Like this could have been a social better. Everybody is pretty shocked about this. This came out of. I mean, we kind of were expecting the Sixers to do something. Not the Sixers, uh, the Pacers. Sorry, mm-hmm. to do something. And I'm happy that they did. You know, if they want to blow the team up, go ahead, blow it up. Right, get rid mm-hmm. of Sabonis. Get your get your people back. Whatever you want to do, picks. Yep. You know, they traded Levert as well um, to Cleveland. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they got rid of. of Halliburton, I, I can't. And now the Pacers are ten times why. better. Imagine Halliburton, Miles Turner pick and rolls with Buddy Heels stretching the floor with his three like, point shooting. Gonna be dominating. St- like now, I think the Sixers. I mean, they didn't even. They blew it up and pretty much rebuilt in one trade. Yeah. You know? So the Pacers I think did the, it. The Sixers absolutely came out on top with this trade. I think the so even the Pacers. Pacers, isn't that what Pacers. I said? You said Sixers. Um, oh, I keep saying Sixers. I don't know why. Because yeah. I'm looking but, at the, the Sixers trade is the one right yeah. under it. Pacers um, absolutely came out on top yeah. for this one. I think the Kings have made – this is – they are the biggest losers, in my opinion, for this trade deadline just because of this. Yeah. Well, there's another big loser we'll talk about. But my last comment is that we forget that Rick Carlisle is coaching the Pacers right now. And that imagine all this, all this talent with him. Mm-hmm. Finally, He's... he came into this team, and then they were like, "Oh, we're thinking about blowing it up." And he was like, "No, <laughs> no." And this happen. is what you do. This is what you do to make sure Rick Carlisle stays with the Pacers right now because this Absolutely. is an amazing move. I the think Pacers. the Pacers right now are on massive upward trend, and they're going to be dangerous in the East right now. I know for the first yes. half of the season, we were talking about them being bums. very disappointing and bums, <laughs> bums. You know, but I mean, this is scary now for the Pacers. You know, and the East has only gotten more competitive, especially with Levert going to Cleveland now. Yes, um, and uh, another dangerous. Well, actually, dumb, actually, let's talk about dumb trades because I was going to backtrack to that because I said another dumb trade. But uh, mm-hmm. I love how you captioned it. Dallas does what? Because I mean, it's, Dallas does what? What? <laughs> Literally, <laughs> it's Tingus Pingus to the to the to the Washington Wizards uh, for Dinwiddie and Bertans. Also, the Washington Wizards mm-hmm. do receive two second round picks in this. Yes, so, everybody, you did hear about that. You did hear that correctly. Um, Porzingis, one of Dallas's, you know, duo that they needed to work together with Doncic and Porzingis. They traded away half of that duo and then got Dinwiddie and Bertans. By no means is Dinwiddie a bad player. Dinwiddie is great. But is Dinwiddie and Bertans combined worth Porzingis? Yes. I honestly think think so. I think, think yeah. um, Again, they both, okay, these three players are kind of like stuck in, like their hype and fame came from the past. 
those like three years ago, all these players were like top tier talents. Now they're kind of like mid tier talents. So that's why this trade. See, I think that's I, why it went through. I disagree. I think Porzingis is still the talent that he should be hyped up to be. His only problem is injuries. If he doesn't get injured, then he's going to be pretty scary. But right now, because he's having a good season when he's not injured, but that's the problem. He's an egg. Mm-hmm. And then you talk about Dinwiddie. If you want to talk about mid, fine. I'll give you Dinwiddie's a little bit mid, but he's still a solid point guard. Um, but also Dallas doesn't need a point guard right now. They have um, they have Doncic, and also mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure um, Hardaway plays the point as well. Hardaway plays a shooting guard. But the thing yeah, is that uh, Doncic plays shooting guard as well. So I think they want Dinwiddie at the one. They want Luca and Tim Hardaway well, at the two. And, but even then, Luca still... <clears throat> Luca plays small forward, if anything, and he's still the biggest facilitator on. So that you team. can load up. So you can load up with Dinwiddie, Hard- Hardaway, and Doncic. I Crazy guess, lineup. but I don't know if I see the ball movement working out too well for that. But uh, mm-hmm. Bertans is a shell of his former self. He is not twenty million dollars. Good of a shooter. Shell. He probably has one of the worst contracts in the league right now. Um, and Oof. I just don't really see these two matching up for. Porzingis, I think it's great for Washington. Washington's only better because of this, you know. But uh, yeah, let me just double check his contract. I, I said twenty million. I'm pretty sure that's his contract. I'm gonna double check before I say anything. Um, let's see, contract, contract. But point being, uh, yeah, again, you were right. <clears throat> Shelf himself, and I can't find his contract. There it is. Oh wait, no, his contract. Oh no, his contract's sixteen mil. Sixteen mil. Still too much for him, man. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, but also why I think Washington came out from this trade is also because of another trade that they made where they got rid of Montrez Harrell, which I liked Harrell for them. Harrell was pretty solid, but fine. If you want to get rid of him, whatever. Whoa. So they gave him to the Charlotte Hornets um, and they got Vernon Carey Jr., who is pretty much a nobody right now. He's He was a rookie last year. He plays like five minutes a game, but they got Ish Smith back. So this is Ish Smith's second stint in Washington, but Ish Smith is arguably the best point, the best backup point guard in the league. Yes. And they just got rid of Dinwiddie, so they don't have their starting point guard. But they have Ish Smith, who's a really solid point guard. Um, and then they bring in Porzingis. So that's why mm-hmm. I kind of think Washington came out on top with this trade specifically. And also, like, they kind of got better throughout the trade deadline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they got rid of Harold just because they didn't want to have Porzingis and Harold in the same lineup. I think that's, that's my, true, yeah. my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Ish Smith is a great addition. Again, him, uh, Dennis Smith, and... I think that's it. For, I can think of backup point guard. Maybe you can consider Tyler Hero backup point guard. But <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah. Tyler Hero technically is a backup point guard. I'm pretty sure he plays the one off the bench. But um, yeah. I mean he's untouchable right now from Miami Heat, and as he no. should be, he's having a great season. But um, I know you had this big four team trade that you wanted to talk about. You want to get into that? Yeah. Um, so I'm just gonna list out where this, these people went. So the Kings received Dante Givincenzo. Trey oh, Lyles and Josh off, Jackson. Read, read off who's in the trade. In them. Oh, okay. So the Kings, Bucks, Clippers, and Pistons were all involved in this trade. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, I love how Woj put Marvin Bagley Jr. It's Marvin Bagley the third. Um, I I kept that in there just because of that. He, but he put Marvin Bagley Jr. Jr. Yep, and then he Come had to read like he had to correct himself. He had to correct himself multiple times because actually okay. it was in the so pa- funny. hot take. But uh, yeah. I think Woj does not read his tweets. I think he just like what he copy and pastes it from Word Doc, and then he might. Because that doesn't, because the word doc doesn't autocorrect for names like Junior I mean, and stuff. So the only reason why I think he does read his tweets, but I think because the trade deadline was so hectic, he was just like sending stuff out. And I know like Fair. multiple times when he sent out like a, a tweet that he had to delete, 
the next tweet where he corrected everything, all the comments are like, we saw that. We saw, we that. saw that. We saw that. <laughs> it was so funny reading because it was, I remember the, the Pacers trade. It was some bonus Jeremy Lamb and Jeremy Lamb for Tyrus <laughs> Halliburton, buddy, <laughs> the Tristan Thompson. And I was like laughing. I was like, wait, is there two Jeremy yeah. Lambs now? Or am I tripping? No way there's two Jeremy Lambs. All right, but anyway, not using autocorrect. <laughs> yeah, but let's get back into this fourteen trade. So we have so the Kings, Kings receiving Bucks, Clippers Pistons. Kings Bucks Clippers Pistons, but uh, the Kings receive Dante Divincenzo, Trey Lyles, and Josh Jackson. The Bucks receive uh, Serge Ibaka and two for, uh, future first round picks and cash. Uh, the Clippers receive Rodney Hood, Semi Ojale, and the Pistons receive Marvin Bagley Jr. Now, after saying the Kings were trash, they just got D- Dante Divincenzo. And Sabonis, so they could be doing something with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Justin Holiday and, and Jeremy Lamb, who are great guards off the bench. Uh, but then Bucks getting Serge Ibaka, I think, is one of the low key best pickups right now for like, you know, for a smaller trade, just because they need a center that isn't Bobby Portis because Brook Lopez is, is injured and he does nothing mm-hmm. um, now, especially because like he's old and he can't stretch the floor and move as fast as he used to. Um, Clippers, Ronnie Hood, Samuel Jay, good. Uh, Ronnie Hood's a great bench piece, but uh, Samuel Jay non-existent after he left the Celtics. And Pistons, Marvin Bagley Jr., it'll give him a place to, um, you know, third. get minutes and develop. That's all I'll say. Marvin, ba- Marvin Bagley third, call him Junior again. <laughs> Marvin <laughs> Bagley, that's what, that's what, god damn it, Woj. This is what happens when Woj gets yeah, all the crap on, wrong. Woj. We should get Woj on the show. No, that, that, you know what, if we were big enough, I would gladly <laughs> hit up ESPN, like, oh, can we get a feature with Woj, like, real quick, just to talk yeah, about the trades. Woj, Woj should come on and defend himself. You know, we're giving you some slander right now. You should come on and defend yourself. <laughs> defend yourself, yes. <laughs> but what are your thoughts on this 14 trade? Because I know I like, I mean, I think the winners of this trade, obviously, were the Bucks. I think everyone won, honestly. I don't think anyone was a loser, per se. I think everyone got what they needed. Um, and they got rid of people that didn't really need, per se, like in their lineups. Like Serge Ibaka, the Clippers didn't need him. Mm-hmm. So that's I just my thoughts. I'm, no, I agree with you. I don't think nobody stands out in terms of like, wow, this team like seriously got like this much better or this team like got significantly worse because of this trade. Um, it's a four-team trade, which I love all these like multi-team trades because they get like hella confusing sometimes. Mm-hmm. But um, so... I like the Kings getting Dante DiVincenzo because they got rid of Buddy Heald, so they needed another shooter to come in, and Dante DiVincenzo is a pretty solid spot-up shooter, um, mm-hmm. you know, catch-and-shoot kind of guy. So I think that was good for them. Um, Trey Lyles and Josh Jackson, in my opinion, you can kind of take them or leave them. Trey Lyles is a pretty good backup guard, but other than that, you know, meh, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I like the Bucks getting Serge Ibaka, but... You know, they did need to replace um, Brooke Lopez, like you said, but Brooke Lopez can still stretch the floor a lot better than Serge Ibaka can. <laughs> well, they're both pretty, pretty, pretty so, immobile. So, yeah, so we'll see how. Um, as I've learned with Al Horford this, with this season. So, yeah, we'll see how uh, how he fits into the Buck system. But he's going to be a good rim protector, so that's what they need. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Clippers, really, this is like meh. You know, Rodney Hood. Okay, semi usually like you said, eh. So Clippers, <laughs> if anybody lost this trade, I think it was the Clippers, but they got rid of Serge Ibaka, who they didn't need, so I think that's kind of a W for them. Uh, yeah. And Pistons getting Marvin Bagley the third, I think, is going to be huge for them. Now, finally, Cade has a pick-and-roll part. Uh, they had Jeremy Grant, but he's been injured this whole season, so. Exactly. So now, well, Jeremy Grant did come back, but even still, he's not, he's taking a lot more threes, you know? So yeah. now Marvin Bagley the third, he's like a pretty um, pure center. You know, yeah. he's got, you know, good post moves, good rebounder. So I think now that Cade has a solid pick-and-roll player, um, the Pistons are hopefully going to be not as garbage. 
um, and Cade's <laughs> going to be able to flex his um, his playmaking abilities a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, that's all the trades I've really, I mean, do you want to go into this other, I guess, do you want to go into oh, the Blazers? Yeah, so, yeah, we can talk about this one briefly. This one wasn't directly at the deadline, but I mean, still pretty big. Yeah. So the Blazers blew up their team halfway. So they're keeping Lillard. They're going to build around Lillard. Um, which they've tried then, for the past 10 years. Uh, yeah, well, that's over exaggeration, but you know but what I mean? Finally, they were like, okay, like they were trying to make. Lillard and McCollum work and then build around them but now I yeah. think finally they're like okay that's not going to work we got to build around just Lillard um, mm-hmm. in my opinion Lillard is kind of a difficult guy to build around because he demands the ball so much and is such a ball dominant player mm-hmm. um, but he's still a pretty solid facilitator so I think they can maybe make some moves with that but the Blazers absolutely lost this trade 100%, really? 100% in my opinion so McCollum goes to New Orleans they get Josh Hart who's pretty solid forward okay he's a good double double kind of guy he'll get you 10 and 10 you know um pretty solid Zat Tomas Zadaransky absolute bust this season okay he was pretty solid on the Bulls last season but now mm-hmm. I don't I don't see it um then they got a first and second round pick so they're gonna have to wait a couple more years to be able to build around Lillard they didn't get any assets back that are really gonna jump out and say okay this is gonna make the team a lot better um they're also they're probably going to get or no I guess they obviously the trade deadline already passed I don't think they got rid of Nurkic so um I mean, you know they tried to keep a pick and roll partner for Lillard but in my opinion they should have just blown the whole thing up turnover machine the, use of Nurkic anyway that's my facts. thing about him big facts so. um but yeah I don't I don't like this trade for the Blazers I don't think they got enough in return for McCollum I think the um the Pelicans also you know what no this was a bad trade. I'm gonna just uh, say it out there. This is. A bad I, trade. I was gonna. God damn it! I this was is gonna a bad say trade now, and I'll tell you why. Why? Because a lot of people were talking about how McCollum and Zion working together is gonna be really dangerous. Except we don't know when Zion is gonna return. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. So I'm sitting here <laughs> thinking like, all right, well, you got this. You know, you got McCollum right now, who's not exactly young. He's not old, but he's not exactly young either. So you don't know how much longer you're gonna really have him for for a solid 20, 25 a game. And then mm-hmm. you got Zion coming back. You don't even know when, you know. So I don't know. I just really don't see this being a good trade for either team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think my thing was that McCollum's value is not as high as everyone thinks it is. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they got a fair return, honestly. I mean, I think it would have been t- if his value was higher, it'd been two firsts instead of a first and a second round pick. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's all they could have gotten. And they should have traded Nurkic. And I know they're trying to. They're probably going to keep Anthony Simons as their young, like young piece, I guess. So mm-hmm. I don't know. This, but the, the, uh, yeah, gonna be see, a, now that you think about it, you realize. But no, no, it's really the thing that Lillard's the Lillard's never going to be happy with what the the Blazers do because they're just fundamentally bad. They just need to re. They need a fresh start. They just need to blow everything yeah. up. Like, I mean, they like do the have Pistons. their interim GM right now who they're pretty confident in to build around Lillard. But oh, yeah, I mean, Joe, uh, GM Joe. Okay, he did something pretty good in the deadline, I think, like relative to most interims. And most I think not even DMs. did he make a good trade. What I'm happy about is that they finally did something, mm-hmm. you know, where they finally, like, you know, grew a pair, for lack of a better term. Yeah. And traded away who they thought was going to be part of their Oh, wait, didn't they trade away Norman Powell? Crap. Oh, yeah, wait, they totally did. God, I got to remember that trade now because uh, <laughs> that's also another thing that, that goes into his real resume uh, of, of his trade. 
Um, let me just pull it up real quick. So that's the one. Th- oh yeah, there it is. They traded to the Clippers. So the Clippers did get Norman Powell. Wait, this is a five five player trade. Here, so I'm gonna read it out real quick. All right, so the norm the the Pistons re- not Pistons, the Blazers receive Eric Bledsoe, uh, Justin Winslow, and Keon Johnson. Oh, or Norman yeah. Powell and Robert Covington. So we did forget about that. So they got rid of two veterans who were making a lot of money, and now they're getting like essentially just like salary filler and just like being like one year contracts. And Keon Johnson is a young player. That's what they wanted. They wanted to build cap space. Or they That's what it to was. Get That's cap what it space. Was. Yeah. For the so that makes sense, honestly. Now with these trades, it makes more sense. They traded away all these players minus. McCollum, I mean, minus Lillard, but they should have traded away Nurkic as well to get rid That's of that cap space think. as well. And what I'm thinking is, I mean, Lillard is, what, 31, 32 mm-hmm. right now? So they, like, have... they don't they don't build a good team around him in the next three years. Yeah, that's my Their that's my window say. is slowly closing. That's exactly my exact agreeance is three years is what I give this Blazers team for they have to blow, blow it up, like completely go start yeah. at square one. Yeah. But, yeah, that's a good thing I remembered that the – because it looked alone with the McCollum trade looked stupid, but I realized they, they had to like, yeah, clear a bunch of cap right. space. Mm-hmm. Um, so good for good for the Blazers. I think they came out better than what they came into for the trade deadline. But mm-hmm. um, still, right now they have to make some sort of moves next season. Obviously, trade deadline's over, so they can't do anything now. But next season they have to make some big moves. Otherwise, Lillard is either going to request a trade, or mm-hmm. in the next three years, like we said, his window for being as good as he is now is going to close and he's not going to be able to win a championship yeah um my well since we talked about the can we talk about quickly the the celtics or is that not in the in the the cards it's yeah yeah i mean this is open format i guess and like we can go a little longer at this point we pretty much blew open the show notes that we had yeah (laughs) because the last thing we had was the lakers uh, lakers say neutral they didn't throw it away westbrook but like no one wants westbrook so that's like kind of self-explanatory i had nothing to say about that except for you just reminded me um, that <laughs> I saw a tweet where it said, I can't remember who it was from, but um, it said that the Lakers were interested in a John Wall and Westbrook swap with the Houston Rockets. Which I wish they did because John and, Wall would be 10 times better on the Lakers than he is right now. Absolutely. I mean, he's not doing anything right now. But um, I thought that was funny because then the next sentence was the Rockets were not interested in the swap because they've already <laughs> hmm. tried with Westbrook. And I think Westbrook right now is – I don't know what's going on with him, uh, but I don't think that I, – I don't know. I think mm. you need to build a team around him. I don't think you can fit him into a system. I think you need to build around him. Yeah. Um, that's fair. Uh, anyway, uh, Lakers, I don't know what the hell they're doing. Uh, but They're screwed. They're but screwed. the Celtics, I think we did really good. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm just going to talk about the – yeah, we got Daniel Tice back, but we traded away Bobo, PJ Dozer, uh, got picks for them, so that's good. We got picks for them. We traded away Derek White for Josh Richardson. I'm doing this off memory, but Josh Richardson, Bruno Fernando, and Ennis Freedom, or Ennis Canter, Ennis Freedom. Um, In fact, um, Ennis Freedom Cantor was waived immediately after getting traded. To no, the- duh. But. <laughs> immediately waived. So we essentially got rid of people who were essentially no, like, I mean, Josh Richardson, I think, is the only loss we had in our in our trades i guess trade deadline and we got Derek white who's an amazing defender an amazing playmaker who can easily step into the role next to marcus smart and get the load off of marcus smart and you know do it great and then daniel tice better backup center than Ennis freedom or or bruno fernando will ever be so i think we upgraded slightly mm-hmm. slightly that's all i'm going to say they we upgraded slightly because everyone trashes on Der- on Derek white but i think he is Derek, it's great after watching the clips after watching the highlights and like people like i was watching some like podcasts like listening to some podcasts and stuff and like talking about his like evaluation 
He's actually really good. I didn't realize how good he was. Derek White what... is like a he's a bucket. Like Derek White yeah. is a certified. And he's player. young and he's like twenty four right now. Like he fits mm-hmm. in the timeline of, of Jason Tatum, which is also another thing that people underest like like forget about this trade that Derek White fits into the timeline of Jalen Jalen uh, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, because Marcus Smart is older than those three. Derek White's twenty seven. But still young. Twenty seven, but that's like still, still better. Young. I think that's around Marcus Smart's, Smart's age. I think Marcus Smart is twenty. Smart is like 29, 30, But yeah, like he he is at the age of like he's not going to be there as long as the Marcus other. Smart is also twenty seven actually. So yeah. Yeah, so he fits. In, so yeah, he's yeah he's in the same timeline as Derek White. But point being, I like it. Um, we're not going to win a championship, but like I still like what we. Uh, you guys are making did. moves now, and I think that you're in a better spot than you were before the deadline. Yeah, and I think I think having a former Spurs player is really going to help Ime Odoka when it comes to implementing the system he's trying to implement, which is mm-hmm. similar to the Spurs. Um, yeah. So that's honestly a good another good little tidbit about the trade. But that's it. Um, I didn't know. Did you want to talk about any other any other trades that um, nothing came else really jumped out to me? Um, just to close it off, I wanted to hear your biggest loser of the trade deadline mm-hmm. and why you think that, and biggest winner, biggest winner and biggest loser. Um, overall, biggest loser. I'm I'm torn because it's either uh, it's either the the Blazers, uh, I I don't know, I think it's either the Blazers or the Kings. Honestly, even though after like looking at Divincenzo, still help like it helped it, but like I still think the Kings lost the most out of everything. Um, and then obviously biggest winner, Philly. That's a hot take, but I think Philly. I think yeah. Philly won the like out of all even like. If you're if you're not if you're calling by people who did trades like I would say like if you include all teams I would say the Heat one because they didn't trade away anybody and they didn't acquire anybody who would hurt their team, mm-hmm. but if we're talking about people who did trade yeah, teams who actually did something did something Philly won, <clears throat> um they're not gonna need the picks with Harden and Embiid and, and you know what they got rid of Ben Simmons good mm-hmm. we were all with the Ben Simmons podcast might be over actually no it's not no gonna be Ben over. Simmons podcast is only getting stronger because it's only getting stronger Nets because he's on your team now so. Never mind. Yeah. We're gonna have this man on more often than we ever had Absolutely. in the past. Absolutely. 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 So. Absolutely. That's that. How about your biggest loser and biggest winner? Biggest loser. I still got the Kings. Um, they traded arguably one of not only the best talent, young talent on their team, arguably some of the best young talent in the entire league. Mm-hmm. Um, so they got rid of Halliburton. They got rid of Hield, who's a great shooter. So I don't. I think the um Pacers, uh, not the Pacers, the Kings absolutely are the biggest losers here. Okay, they also got Sabonis, who's good, but he's going to crowd the paint with uh, De'Aaron Fox, I think. Um, and then you have my biggest winner is the Pacers, funny enough, because mm-hmm. they had a whole swap thing. Um, but the Pacers, so they got rid of Levert, which kind of sucks because Levert was good for them, but that's mm-hmm. one more contract they don't have to pay. They got Rubio, who's injured, but they also got... Um, Jesus Christ, who are we talking about? They just got, um, oh my God, what were we talking about? They got Halberton? Who did the Pacers get? Yeah, the Pacers got Halberton, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I literally, like, trying to look for who was moving, and it just, like, doesn't work. Uh, yeah. So they got Halberton, and they got healed. So, like, mm-hmm. I think the Pacers are only going to get better now, you know? Agreed. And they Agreed. have, like you said, Rick Carlisle. So I think Pacers are definitely better for this right now. Yeah. So Sadly, I, I just saw the Karis Levert loss is a big thing, and also, mm-hmm. like, Keeping Tyrese Maxey and, and Matisse Thybulle were like my biggest points to why Philly won. Yeah, uh, I was their pretty upset players. that the Nets didn't play a little bit more hardball with that. I think they should have gotten one of them. I think Matisse Thybulle would have been great for us. 
Yeah, but they would have had to keep Curry, though. They would have kept Seth Curry, though, in the trade. Which I would have been fine with. Okay, we have Patty Mills, who's a good spot-up shooter and mm-hmm. point guard, so I think we could have been fine with that. But it's whatever, okay? I'm excited. I'm, I'm hopeful. Yeah. I'm hopeful for this uh, second half of the season for the Mets right now. I, I think I'm our excited. teams are, are really in a good spot right now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Unfortunately, James isn't here to talk about his team. I know they made a couple moves. Um, yeah, it was um, Javante Carter, or... Crap, I can't even remember now. The trade was so minuscule. Um, yeah, but I mean, it, but the Suns didn't need to do anything. They're already hot, so yeah, um, I'm sure he didn't really have too much to say about that. But yeah, that but, is uh, the... yeah, interesting trade deadline. Big blockbuster. It was capped off by a big blockbuster trade. You know, not a whole lot was moving around until yeah. about two, three p.m. Uh, or uh, one, one, two p.m. on the trade deadline day. Yeah, when your team made the biggest trade of the uh, debatably, a lot of people are saying it's the biggest trade of the century. But I don't. I don't, I, know, I, about century, I don't know about century. Yes. People are saying that, but decade, yes, century. Decade, I, I think know. for sure. But um, I mean, we'll see what happens now. Second half of the season is coming up. Make sure you tune in to the Sports Fits podcast. Okay, we're going to be here every single week. I'm hoping to get this back on schedule. Everything. We'll be back on schedule hopefully. Hopefully, <laughs> until finals come up. Once finals come up, that's going to blow a massive hole in our schedule. We'll just try to like record a smaller episode or something. Mm-hmm. But we are going to try to get back on that. Uh, but yeah, I'm hoping to. Make some stuff. I don't know how I'm gonna edit this thing, but yeah, I'm hoping to like you keep this thing rolling. You will figure it out, my friend. You're yes. smart. You go to college. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, make sure you give us five star review. Spotify, Apple Podcast. Go check out sportsbitspod.wordpress.com. Yes, sir. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Do all that good stuff, and that's all we have for you this week. We'll see y'all. Peace. Right, peace.